You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, including the Himalaya Podcast app. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Tuesday, a busy Tuesday for Pelicans news. Things kind of exploded on Monday, and we are going to cover it all. There is a new person in the front office. Her name is Swin Cash. I'm going to tell you all about her position, how this came to be, and what she's going to bring to this Pelicans organization. Then the negotiating through the media has really picked up steam. You had something from Woj, something from Shams. We're going to make sense of all of that and where some of these trade negotiations stand, what we're going to be expecting as well. Plus, And it's maybe better than Santa coming to town. Zion Williamson is coming to New Orleans for a visit. Yeah, we're getting Christmas basically in June and July right here. Um, So it's going to be a big ton of my girlfriend's freaking out because Zion's coming to town edition of Locked on Pelicans. So let's dive right in. So first and foremost, let's start with the thing that happened in the morning per Zach Lowe of ESPN. The Pelicans are hiring Swin Cash to a senior front office role. Her exact position title, which we know don't mean a ton, is Vice President of Basketball Operations slash Team Development. The title for David Griffin, by the way, is Executive Vice President of Basketball Operations. So it's that same title with a slash team development and missing the executive part of that. So this seems pretty up there and of the named hires that we've seen with this team so far she's either the third or fourth I'm forgetting the other ones now so this is pretty good overall for her and she's stepping into a pretty significant role for the Pelicans so who is Swin Cash well she is a WNBA and just women's basketball playing legend winning two Um, uh, NCAA titles at UConn in 2000 and 2002. She also won three WNBA titles as well as two Olympic golds. Just as a player, that is pretty damn good overall. She's a four-time WNBA All-Star as well. She um, is basically just that good of a player, but she's also done a lot off the court recently. She's covered sports and culture for a number of different outlets, including Turner Sports, uh, CBS Sports Network. You saw her on NBA TV, which is where she first started interacting, I would assume, with David Griffin when they were both on there. She's pretty good on TV. When you watch her, her insight is is just absolutely excellent and kind of well-spoken, which doesn't mean you're going to be a good front office person, but certainly you want to come off more impressive than not impressive. Does a number of things for charity as well. She also hosts, I think it's called She's Got Time, a podcast that doesn't really focus on her playing as much, but more on just 
thoughtfulness, mindfulness, being introspective, a number of those type of things that are conductive, conducive to building a culture in a front office and within an organization. And you have to figure that's why it was uh, the reason that David Griffin wanted to bring her in. He basically said during his opening press conference, we need to get the right people on the bus and we'll figure out what to call each other once we're rolling to the right place. He said, you don't hire roles, you hire people. This is without a doubt a people hire. Pretty cool to see from him in the press release. They Let's see what they said here. Uh, David Griffin said, we are beyond thrilled to welcome Swin Cash and her family to the New Orleans Pelicans. Her legendary experience as a player, champion, and winner at every level and on and off the floor represents everything we want this organization to be about. In addition to her background as an executive with the New York Liberty, and I'm going to stop right there. I forgot she did serve in a front office with the New York Liberty. And he goes on to say, Swin has a strong reputation as a thought leader in the area of player and human development and her work as a global NBA slash WNBA ambassador speaks to her incredible relationships throughout the league family. So in cash herself said, quote, I am, ex- I am so excited to join the new Orleans Pelicans as vice president of basketball operations slash team development. Want to extend my sincere gratitude to Mrs. Benson, David Griffin and the Pelicans organization for the opportunity to serve in a leadership role in the front office. We'll use my experience as a professional athlete in the WNBA vice president of the WNBPA, the Players Association, businesswoman and philanthropist, along with knowledge I've gained as a front office executive to cultivate the organization's basketball culture on the court and in the community. So she's going to have a far ranging role here in New Orleans. This is an interesting hire because, you know, the NBA is dominated by men. And there are, I think, Four women in coaching roles this past season and 18 in somewhat significant front office positions. So she's joining a growing ranks, but still pretty small. I was on ESPN radio here in New Orleans, 100.3 on the sports hangover with Gus Kattengill. And we were talking about this. Anything that brings more diversity and different voices with different backgrounds, experience, what have you, to the front office is only going to be a good thing. The last thing I think David Griffin is trying to build is an echo chamber, and he's bringing in a lot of different perspectives that you can't really get without these specific type of people. Swin Cash 100% fits that. Also, if you're building a top flight organization that attracts the best and brightest, which it seems like they're trying to do, these type of hires put you as a leader in the field and make people want to come and work for you. 100% without a doubt, you look at something like this and the top women who want to get in the NBA are going to be reaching out to the Pelicans first and foremost versus any other organization. This is how you attract the best. This is how you retain the best. And I think that part of this is something that cannot be overstated and is so important. This is why they are building culture and focusing on people, not roles, not anything like that. Just get a bunch of brilliant people, smart people in the room that you trust, and then kind of figure out what everyone needs to do. That's how in his opening presser uh, on a conference call, which they're having tomorrow for Swin Cash as well, Trajan Langdon said, I don't know what my day-to-day is going to be just yet. You know, I'm going to figure it out with David Griffin and we'll go from there. They're just getting the right people 
in the room. I think this is awesome. This is also something that should excite the fan base a little bit. I can tell you, I've spoken to a number of women who really want to see Becky Hammond become an NBA head coach and be the first uh, female head coach in the league. It's something that excites them when there was talk about Alvin Gentry potentially being ousted. They wanted her to come in and be the new head coach. So you know there's going to be a lot of people around the league now rooting for the Pelicans. They set just an example that you don't see a ton of other teams doing around the league. So good for the team. Good for this hire. No complaints whatsoever about this. And this is going to be pretty cool to see what her impact and everything is going to be going forward with this organization. So we've got a lot more news to cover and there's going to be more coming in the days and weeks ahead, particularly as we inch closer and closer. We're just nine or 10 days away, depending on when you're listening to this, to the NBA actual draft, which is going to mean rumors flying aplenty. So make sure you subscribe to the Locked on Pelicans podcast through the Himalaya podcast app. Download Himalaya from your app store and subscribe to Locked on Pelicans. They've got every podcast you want or might be searching for, as well as personally curated playlists from their expert podcast tastemakers, giving you the content that you want to hear, making it easier than ever to find. So go to your app store, download the Himalaya podcast app, and subscribe to the Locked on Pelicans podcast. So Woj of ESPN set off a bit of a Twitter storm earlier today with some news that's frankly just like, I don't know, pretty obvious on everything. And that was basically him sending out that the Pelicans are looking for three team deals to get an Anthony Davis trade done. This makes a lot of sense. We've covered some of the packages to death here on the podcast, and I did a one-on-one trade with John Krause of Locked On Celtics for Anthony Davis. But, you know, when you look at some of these deals, you don't really feel enamored or fall in love with, like, one single one of them. You're kind of making the best of what you have, but maybe you're just not enthralled by any package. The one from the Lakers that includes all of the young guys, the one from Boston that includes the Memphis pick and a guy like Jason Tatum or what have you. Yeah, you just want more for Anthony. Davis, and that seems to be the case for David Griffin. He's still got his normal criteria, according to Woj, of an all-star, a young guy who could be an all-star, as well as future draft compensation, and it's a bit of a sliding scale. So the better the player, maybe the worse the draft picks can be, or the worse players, the better the draft picks need to be. So it kind of is just about finding the right combination of everything, as we've been saying. And if you don't like what one team is offering for you, you probably need to get a third into the mix who maybe value some of those assets differently than you do. This is very much a subjective process, as we've said, and as you're starting to really see. So the rumor is now that maybe the Lakers need to move some of their young guys that David Griffin doesn't really have much of an interest in, and you trade them for pieces that you would then include in a deal for Anthony Davis. And that is what Woj then said on SportsCenter, saying that the team that's probably in the lead is the Los Angeles Lakers being AD's preferred destination. That came in a shams bomb, which again, it's not a surprise saying he wants to re-sign with either the Lakers or the Knicks. And those are the two teams. So this is Clutch getting involved in the media. This is the Pelicans getting stuff out in the media, likely to Woj and so on, trying to create leverage and other things for one another when frankly, it probably doesn't change that much, I don't think. So I think we kind of overblow some of the stuff that gets said out there. So no surprise here. You know, if you don't like some of the pieces in any of these trades, you're not going to just trade Anthony Davis just to trade Anthony Davis. Maybe you drag this out. Woj did say the deal is likely to get done maybe by the weekend or they would like to have a deal done by the weekend, which is again, 
no huge surprise. The draft is next week. You want to have the picks in place so that you make the selections or you tell the team to make the selections for you. So nothing here is particularly surprising about what we've heard. This is always how it was going to kind of go. One of the interesting things, though, from that was that, you know, the Pelicans might want to invite guys like R.J. Barrett, John Morant, or anyone in the 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 range to come work out in New Orleans and bring them in leading up to the draft. But you're not going to do, or those guys aren't going to travel for you unless you have a pick in that range. You're not going to get R.J. Barrett to come work out and get you know for you when you know you're taking Zion number 1 overall he knows you're taking Zion number 1 overall he's not going to waste his time doing that but if you have the pick then maybe he will come down for a workout and i think that's one of the things that they would like that's going to lead into the next segment when we talk about Zion Williamson coming to New Orleans which is happening so that's where we stand with all of this. Basically, still the best deal is going to get Anthony Davis. This is what happened with Kawhi Leonard. You know, immediately after the, the trade news broke, it was Kawhi doesn't want to play in Toronto. He might not, but he's on the verge of winning an NBA title with them. And you know what? Even if he walks after this season and they win a title, well, then it's probably still worth it. You won a title. doesn't matter. You traded DeMar DeRozan and other stuff for him, even if he leaves after one year and he was a rental. So whoever makes the best offer for Anthony Davis is still going to come. I don't like trying to predict three team trades. As I've said, that's too much projection on our part when we really don't know what some of those other teams value and or are looking for. I'm an expert on the Pelicans. I'm not an expert on, say, the Wizards and Bradley Beal or Portland and CJ McCollum and what they value and what they want. So yeah, a deal could get done for any number of players or any combination of teams. It's just too hard to predict and try and project. We can talk about other things. We don't need to kind of, I don't know, almost waste our time with it. So I'm going to leave that to others who are better suited than me. Also, again, I don't like to try and project what I think these other teams are going to do because I'm kind of projecting the Pelican side of things on them, which is why I think it's kind of silly overall with some of this stuff. But yeah, a three-team deal likely makes the most sense. This could be that David Griffin really is just sour on a lot of those Lakers assets, or it could be that he's also trying to kind of negotiate through the media with everything. Worth noting for what you will with it all, in the Woj press release, didn't mention that the Celtics were looking to get Anthony Davis whatsoever in the Shams one. That's when the Boston Celtics were listed there too. So conflicting report about the Celtics being involved or not being involved in everything. Basically, we don't know shit is what it comes down to. The negotiations in this trade are far, far different than what was going on at the trade deadline this past year, where basically the Lakers were leaking a new offer every hour. At least they're being quiet about some of this this time. Maybe teams around the league have learned what not to do as well. So that's kind of where things stand. It's, it's no surprise. Like, you guys probably figured it was going to go this way. So, you know, not I don't want to call this a Woj bomb because this was always how it's going to be. Anyone could have had this bomb and guessed and predicted that it was going to go the most logical way that it is going right now. So we'll see. I'm sure we'll get an update on this tomorrow. But yeah, they're looking to find a resolution for Anthony Davis. They're looking to get it done before the draft so that they kind of have the pieces in place and can make decisions based around that rather than kind of spur the moment maybe during the draft or taking guys. Guys that they don't want to take who or, or they wouldn't have taken with those picks who were drafted by those teams because the deal wasn't in place beforehand. So kind of behooves everyone to get this done sooner rather than later.
So before we talk about Zion Williamson coming down to New Orleans for the first time ever, by the way, the Locked On NBA mock draft starting tomorrow on the Locked On NBA podcast channel. We are making the number one overall pick. We've got another pick, though, in the first round, 14 overall after a trade with the Boston Celtics. Who am I going to take there? I got pretty good value, but I'm going to make you at least listen to that first. So make sure you download the Himalaya podcast app and subscribe to Locked on NBA and get ready for our mock draft to learn all about the prospects in there and who could potentially end up with New Orleans. All right, before we get to Zion, I do want to say one thing, and that's I've defended Anthony Davis and his desire to win, and I truly think that's that's a big thing to him. But when you're hammering the Knicks and the Lakers this much at this point and saying, like, that's the two teams you want to go to, I'm starting to kind of move off of this. So I tweeted it out the other day saying, you know, I'm willing to sell my real estate on um, Anthony Davis does actually care about winning Island. If someone would like it, it's beachfront. I'm one of the few people on there. You don't need to worry about too many noisy neighbors or anything like that. We'll give you a hell of a price on it. When you push it this hard for these two teams, it combined or they're the bottom two in wins in the last half decade. And it's going to take a lot more than just adding some players onto these teams to really fix them. That doesn't fix the front office issues with the Lakers. It doesn't do whatever the hell is going on with the Knicks. And I don't even really know their front office situation. Make them better either. And it's going to take more than just two guys to kind of win you a lot of games. um, Or at least make a deep playoff run. I think you're kind of showing that you want to be in a big market. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like nothing at all. Go do your thing, man. It's your career, your life. But... Yeah, I'm kind of off the AD really, really, really wants to win. And maybe we can start to question that a little bit more so than I had been willing to in the past. Anyway, other news of the day, Zion Williamson coming to New Orleans for the first time. He told Maria Taylor at the draft he had never been. And now, according to Shams of The Athletic, it's going to be changing, I don't know, maybe today, sometime this week, where he's coming down to New Orleans to meet with the organization. David Griffin and Gentry had already spoken to him at the lottery, as well as his uh, family. Really loved what he saw with him there. And now you kind of get him to come down to meet with him a whole lot more. And it sounds like, again, that culture is one of the biggest things. And he wants to make sure this guy's going to fit and has the personality and the work ethic and all of that for what they're going to be building in the future. So I think that's a very good thing to see. Even if you didn't believe that in Zion, you take him number one overall. Like, I think that's a very easy, easy decision on what to do. Uh, but very cool that he's going to come down. They're probably going to show him all the new improvements, get him uh, really excited, maybe have him meet the medical staff. Maybe they'll start kind of some of the planning for what they want to do with him early, telling him, we're going to take you number one overall. This is what we want you kind of working on in the next two weeks until you're a, a player here, and until you've signed a contract contract with the team, which can take a little bit to get done. So I think that's really what you're going to see. It's more just kind of selling him on this idea that they are building something great, maybe using him to kind of spread some of that excitement as well regarding everything. So very cool to see that he's coming down. A lot of people having fun on Twitter being like, what would you have him do while you were here? Like, where are you taking him to eat? Are you taking him out after? I said Doris Metropolitan might be not the betting favorite, but I bet you get very good odds on maybe one of the best steakhouses in the city. That's 
That's what NBA players want, by the way. So thinking about it that way. Um, but yeah, pretty cool that he's going to come down. If you see him out somewhere, cheer him, be nice to him. Also leave him alone too. Like don't go and bug him. Um, but very cool to see that he's coming in for a visit. He's going to be the number one overall pick. No question about that. It is getting very real. The countdown is on. Nine to eight days, something like that, 10 days, depending on when you're listening to all of this. So get excited, New Orleans. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget, download the pod, uh, the Himalaya podcast app and subscribe to Locked On Pelicans. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow to talk some second round picks and mid first round picks the rest of the week. 